Ladies and gentlemen, we are now live with the Atlanta Business Journal Radio right here on The Real 1100 AM. I am your host, Kevin C. Pride. And today, we got a jam-packed show full of great guests, full of good news, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Is that all right with everybody right around listening? Absolutely. It's all good. <laughs> so today, my in-studio guests are author, writer, speaker, promotional, I wouldn't say promotional, let's say motivational, <laughs> <laughs> leadership expert, Terry Budget is in the house with us today. And my other guest, she is a singer, she is a, a public relations expert, she's a speaker, she is an author. Y'all got too many titles. I remember back when folks just, just, just do one thing. We have the great Norma Stanley in the house today with us. I got one title. My name is Kip. <laughs> so how are we doing today? We're great. Doing fantastic. Absolutely. Well, I got such illustrious guests in the house today. I think I'm going to start latest first. So I, I think we're going to start with you, Miss Norma Stanley. Miss Norma, you have been super busy over this past year. Yes, as we have. as we starting to wind down to a closing, and I see you wrapping up to do even more. Absolutely, yes, it's been an amazing year, and um, we're coming to a close. And I'm actually getting ready to release my first CD project called Nella Joy. All right, and this ain't your first one. This is my first one. Really? This is my first one. I've I've done background for other people, but okay. this is my first one. Yeah. So we we got to celebrate. When the party? The party actually takes place <laughs> <laughs> on this Friday, November 8th um, at 7.30 at the AEI Startup Factory, okay. um, which is in Stonecrest at the Stonecrest Mall, and at 7310 Stonecrest Concourse. Okay. And um, I'm real excited about it. November 8th actually is my mom's birthday, and wow. my mom passed away in January of this year. Uh-oh. So this will be a tribute to her. She was 90, 91 years old. And, um, and you know, this, this project is something that I've always wanted to do. I actually wanted to sing more than I wanted to become a writer. Okay. And I was always too shy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so at this particular juncture of my life, um, I call it the next chapter. The okay. is called the next chapter because I am really going after some of the things I've always wanted to do. Okay. Um, I got waylaid in, in some of those things because I have a daughter who was born with disabilities. Okay. And um, she's 31 now. And I, you know... Wasn't able to do some of the things I've always wanted to do. I had to put some things on the back burner. And then um, I became a widow Okay. about 10 years ago. Wow. And um, I was married for 25 years. And, 25? Uh, 25 oh. years, yeah. And so, you know, I decided this was time to become the authentic Norma Stanley. That's beautiful. And the, the authentic Norma Stanley is a singer, somebody okay. who loves music. I've always loved music, you know, and I love people who love how to who knew how to sing. You know, of course, Whitney was one of my favorites. Okay. Um, you know, Phyllis Hyman, uh, Nancy Wilson, Celine Dion, Barbara Streisand. I can't belt like those women. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> but can. But I love the way they sing. And so um, I'm actually doing a tribute to Whitney on, on, on my project. All right. Yeah. Now tell me uh, some, of the, some of the titles that, that's on the CD. The, one of the songs is called Just Do It, okay. which is a song that deals with the issue of procrastination. Okay. So that used to be a demon in my life. And I understand that, um, you know, a lot of people are dealing with that. And That's so true. 
Um, I wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here it goes. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know I'm going to get something before it's over with now. And, um, and I'm actually um, coming out with a book that deals with procrastination, too, so I'll be, you know, wow. I'm bundling those two things together. But it's just an issue that I know a lot of people deal with. And, um, you know, so I wanted to address it. And so it's called Just Do It. Um, one of the songs that I do on there is called Can You Handle This? Okay. And that's Can a song. Can You Handle This? Yeah. And I wrote... Four of the five songs that are on the CD. Okay. Um, this song is called Can You Handle This? Meaning it's about a woman who knows who she is and where she wants to go and is telling her boyfriend, can you handle all that I am, the power that I bring? All right. Because not everybody seems to be able to handle a lot of these things. That Especially sometimes, y'all independent women. We yeah, can't all you know. handle y'all independent women. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that song talks about. And um, what else do we have? Of course, we have um, Dancing on the Smooth Edge, which is okay. a song that I did by uh, my tribute to Whitney. It's not one of her big hits, but it's one of the songs I've always loved. It's a jazzy kind of tune that we um, we did a okay. little bit. So I I'm like excited Whitney. about it. Yeah, I rock awesome. with Whitney. Yeah. Now, this you you you're also uh, it's it's a whole other purpose behind your music though, mm-hmm. because you're also doing this to bring awareness to the disability community. Because I think a lot of people don't really understand what it is and what the type of toll that takes on a parent right. that's dealing with a child that's disabled. So, if tell us a little bit about the the disability community and some of the things that you are doing to help serve this community okay. more. Okay, well, sure. My goal is to generate awareness about. The community as a whole, um, you know, the parents, the, the the organizations that support it, um, the companies that support our communities, and it's really the largest minority population in the nation. It's 56 million people, um, about 500 billion in um, wow. you know in disposable income, and so there's a lot that um, companies are just starting to realize that they should be focusing on this community as a consumer segment, and I'm. You know, I do work- workshops and those types of things to help them understand who we are as a, a viable community that, it, that incorporates all ethnicities, all economic brackets. You know, we're all just one accident from becoming to being a part of this community. That's true. That's and, true. Um, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a really um, powerful community and um, becoming much more vocal. And I've been an advocate since I brought my daughter into this world as I realized that there were so many things um, that we're not addressing the needs of our families. And, um, you know, some of the things, and I don't like for her to miss anything. And so, no, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I take her everywhere. She's my little, you know, my liaison for the community because not everybody is still comfortable being around people with disabilities. She doesn't okay. talk um, and she doesn't walk. And, you know, she doesn't have the mental capacity of somebody her age. Okay. So basically, I'm her primary caregiver until forever. And so my goal is to help her to have the best life possible and to help other mothers and families like myself. Because in order for her to have the best life possible, I'm working on making sure that I have the best life possible. That's true. And, you know, it's, it's a very, very challenging um, thing to, to deal with. And not everybody can handle it. And so... I'm and do as to, much as you do. I mean, I'm hoping writing to encourage. PR, writing <laughs> well, all these stories for the business journal, I'm a Capricorn. singing. <laughs> My daughter, a Capricorn. All right. Yeah, yeah. We we touch. We try to. We, we're multi talented. I, I, you yes, know. we are. Oh, you're a Capricorn. Oh, you're a Capricorn. Too? How cool is wow. That? Yeah. I'm in a room full of Capricorns. You know, I'm the and, only Gemini. Uh oh. <laughs> My husband was a Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> yeah. My husband was a Gemini. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> We are um, amazing people, if I do say so myself. And I'm thankful that I have the energy that I have at the age that I am um, to be able to do the things that I'm doing. And, um, you know, 
music, like I said, has always been a part of my life. And I know that it takes a whole different perspective on music. People say, well, don't tell people how old you are. I was like, why not? I know, <laughs> you know, right? I'm excited about being the age I am and still be able to do the things that I do. Um, I don't look my age, so that's a blessing. But yes. I'm thankful for that. Um, my mother and my father both had really great genes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but but music is, is, is therapeutic. It's therapeutic for our family members with disabilities. Um and you got and, a beautiful voice. Well, thank you, thank you. I love. You're gonna have to sing something for us now. <laughs> Lord knows. I mean, <laughs> not now, right? Yeah, go, um, go, go, and give us some. Come on. Oh dear. We almost did. Not for my CD. Look, can I sing from somebody else's? Song? Sure. What you got? Give me some. Okay. Whitney. Okay. Oh Lord, <laughs> some Whitney. Oh God. Um. Hmm. Now, see, you put me on the spot. I can't nah, think of anything like that. Right, we're going to come back to it. Come back to it. <laughs> come to, yeah, because it's something I'm comfortable singing. <laughs> I, I, do, I sing just about all of her songs, but there's some I sing better than others. Um, but Phyllis, I could give you some Phyllis. Phyllis Who Hyman? is Phyllis? Phyllis Hyman. Phyllis Hyman? Phyllis Hyman? Okay. I don't know Phyllis Hyman that way. I know oh, Whitney. Uh, young yeah, <laughs> you know how to love me. You know how to love me is one of, my, one of the songs I like to okay, sing. Okay, you can sing now. Okay, let me see. Measure for measure. Your love, so much pleasure. Like a haunted melody, you came inside and captured me. And I'm so happy with the rhythm of my rhyme. You and I together will stand a test of time. Woo! Get it, girl. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Now, if y'all want to hear some more of that, y'all going to have to join us at the Startup Factory at Stonecrest Mall, 7.30 p.m., November the 8th. Make sure you get there on time because I'm sure it's going to be a packed event. I will be there live in person as well as the beautiful, wonderful, and graceful Miss Norma Stanley. Uh, Miss Nella Joy will be singing her uh, famous hits from her brand-new CD release. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome event. So please, guys, come out and support the disability community because every dollar of every CD sold goes to three different organizations that I support. Um, wow. One's Cerebral Palsy Foundation because my daughter okay. was born with Cerebral Palsy. The other one is Able To, okay. which is a nonprofit that works with performing artists with disabilities. And the other one is the Autism Society because so many people, are children are being born with autism right now. All right. Well... We got to try to drop a little news in here as well. I'm going to come right back to you. No problem. But I got to try to drop a little news in here. Uh, McDonald's chief uh, chief people officer mm-hmm. out after the CEO was fired. So the McDonald's CEO was fired, what? right, because he was having some relationships he wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be having with some employees that were not quite CEO status. So I guess that's, that's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. We don't do that in my company. I, they call it fraternization. Yeah, they do. My wife called it cheating. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we don't do that in my company. But uh, so now the chief people officer is out as well. So this is the Chicago-based McDonald's has lost another top executive. The Chicago-based burger giant confirmed Monday that chief people officer David Fairhurst has left the company effective immediately. Now, uh, McDonald's wouldn't say whether Fairhurst's departure was connected to the firing of CEO Steve Easterbrook, 
Uh, the company did announce Sunday that Easterbrook was fired for violating company policy by having a consensual relationship with an employee. You see, at least his was consensual. Mm-hmm. At least both sides said it was consensual. So, you know, at least in his, he don't look as bad as some of these other folks, yeah. Matt Lowe. Right, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the chief people officer is now out at McDonald's. What, what, what does the chief people officer do? Human resources. That's what it is. That's what they call it now. Mm-hmm. Wow, chief people officer. Mm-hmm. All right, the CPO is gone at McDonald's. So that brings us to leadership mm-hmm. as a great segue into leadership. Absolutely. Now, he has no blemishes. He has not <laughs> He has not <laughs> been caught up in the Me Too moment. <laughs> Mr. Terry Budget. Let's 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 talk about some of the stuff that you that you write in the leader's blueprint. Some of the principles that that are in there because I I mean we we jovial today we're laughing and joking and that type of stuff but you teach a lot of these leadership principles in the South Carolina prison system so I definitely want to talk about that and, and just kind of highlight some of the work you're doing because you guys are being very effective in the South Carolina penal system you've been able to reduce crime and violent crime and and and, and um, murders in the prison that you're actually working in with some of these leader, leadership principles that you tre- that you teach in the Leaders Blueprint. Yeah, actually what's been happening is that I'm working with a, um, an organization called Academy of Hope. It's okay. under the direction of uh, Andre Norman. And what we've done is we've got a group of men, about ooh, 43 of them right now, mm-hmm. who are sitting together working towards one common goal. The idea is really to get them to sit together, not stab, cut, kill, fight, or anything of that sort okay. against each other or any of the uh, staff members. Because the whole catalyst of what brought this organization into being was there was a riot about a year and a half ago. Okay. And seven inmates were killed. Wow. And the whole idea of bringing us in is to stop the violence, stop the murders, stop the, 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 the whole situation in and of itself. Okay. So when we came in, we wanted the worst of the worst. We wanted the leaders, the influencers and the organizations from the different institutions to come together, sit down, work together, and figure out how can we stop this, this violence, these okay. murders? How can we work together to, one, solve, solve problems in society, and two, prevent potentially your child or your neighbor or your friend from being in the cell next to you? Mm-hmm. So the idea is this. Where in any other institution inside this country that you may be able to name, okay, that you have leaders of Crips, Bloods, OGs, GDs, and every other letter of the alphabet (laughs) (laughs) sitting together, not killing each other, not stabbing each other, but sitting down and actually talking. Now, are these the heads of the organization that you guys are bringing together, or is it the entire organization? Oh, no, 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 no. We, We bring in the leaders. Okay. We bring in the most problematic criminals. Okay. The ones who have the most influence over the youth or over other organizations as a whole. Okay. We bring them in because they're the ones who have the influence over the groups and can implement change. But before we can change the way they live, we have to first change the way they think. Okay. And f- coming from our backgrounds, you know, our culture and our society, that is really what we see almost on a daily basis, even today. Crime, murder, mm-hmm. and in our own culture. That's so true. the question is, what do we do about it? So if you want to stop crime, talk to a criminal. Because they have the inside knowledge, they have the inside track, they have the influence and the know-how to, one, influence people to show them how to stop doing it. And what we've done as a success, um, Kevin, is that 
we got, we got them all together. They're actually implementing ideas and putting them into what we call tangibles to give them to society to solve society problems. Wow. The most interesting thing that I discovered is that the most brilliant people in the world are behind bars. Wow. And that just blew my mind. That's not the first time I heard somebody say that. It's crazy because not, since I've been with the since I've been with the organization and working in the institution for about ooh, seven months now, not once. Hear me, Kevin. Hear me, Norman. Not once have I ever felt my life in danger. Ooh. If anything, I'm protected. No, they ain't got nothing to do with that military background that you got with well, all, maybe the, I with all the parts. I'm going to say, because I, I don't know if I feel so safe. <laughs> no, but the thing is really this. You know, when you're pouring into someone's mindset and making a difference and trying to try help them see the better part of themselves, they embrace that. Wow. And when they say, wow, I didn't know I was able to do this. It's not that you didn't know, because it was always in you. You just needed someone to pull it out of you. Okay. So you can see what we see. And now we have men who are potentially creating ideas, not just thoughts, putting it in tangible written material that could potentially change society problems. Wow. Awesome. Love it. Now, what kind of, what kind of uh, uh, results are you, you guys seeing from this, this program now? Okay, here's, here's one. Since we've instituted the, the program, zero fights. Wow. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole prison. No, no, no. Well, not, no. I'm talking about through our, in our Your area. cell blocks. Right, because okay. we, ha- we have one um, designated area that's totally for our program. Mm-hmm. Okay. With 43 different men from different cultures, different backgrounds, different um, social statuses, and different mi- ideologies and mindsets. Okay. Zero. Hear me. Zero inmate on inmate assault. Wow. Zero inmate on staff assault. No weapons at all. Wow. And men are actually sitting down next to each other and saying, how can I help you? How can we work together to solve these problems? Remember, Bloods, GDs, Crips, sitting down together collectively to solve problems. Now, why is that? Is that just because you open up those those channels of communication, or did you inspire something inside of these these men that that started to get them to kind of see themselves in a different light? Well, Kevin, the, the whole idea is this. You can see a man in orange, okay, and you can say he's a criminal. But when you remove the color, he's still a man, okay. So address him as that. Get rid of the idea uh, the idea that you're a criminal. You're a human. Don't put him in the don't put him in a situation to where he's just in a cage. Wow. Uncage his mind. Okay. Give him, show me he has the ability to make things happen, to make a difference. Simply because you're in a prison, that's just geography. I want to show you how to unlock the prison of your own mind. Release your own ideas and prevent your son or your neighbor or your friend from being in the cell next to you. Wow. Because you have the knowledge, you have the influence, and you have the impact. You, remember, you're a leader. Mm-hmm. So act like one. Wow. Simply because you're behind bars... Does you mean you can't make a difference? You know, I'm, you know, one of the biggest things I, I've seen the the biggest changes that you start to see in people is that day that you can kind of change the story that they tell themselves about themselves. You know, when somebody can look on the outside of you, because a lot of times it's, it's hard to see yourself. You know, even though we try to make up who we are and, and try to build this character and 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 try to be this public person, it's it's very hard to really get past 
oh, I did this in my life. I did that in my life. I'm a horrible person because of that. But when somebody outside of you takes that time and says, hey, I see something in you, there's something more in you other than the, the mistakes that you've made. That's really when that light really starts to come on, and that's when you really start to see change in people. You know what, Kevin? And I have to agree with you. And Norma said it eloquently. She said she wanted to see the, you wanted to see the authentic you. The authentic you is already inside you. The facade that we most of us put on is just for show. I wrote in my book, The Leader's Blueprint, that you're always on stage. Wow. Everybody sees you even when they don't see you. Everybody wants to know what you're doing. So even when you're in public, what would you do that in private that you wouldn't do in public? Okay. So when, if you're going to call yourself a leader, what you do in private must also be a reflection of what you would do in public. Even with the guys that are locked up, when you see, when you mention the word incarcerated, the first thing you think is, oh, wow, a criminal, my life is in danger. What you don't see is the man behind the incarcerated situation. Because even though they may be, as, as we say on the rock, locked down <laughs> or doing, doing a hard time, okay. your hard time doesn't have to be hard. Okay. You can sit in a cell and all you have time to do is think about how you can become better and how you can make a difference. When we have these guys in front of us, and I'm, I'm instructing leadership development, GED preparation, okay. Kevin, even book writing. Wow. The, the men come up to me. I sit down and talk to them as my brothers, not as incarcerated citizens, but as my brothers, as men. They want to actually sit down, create books, not just to tell their story, but use their story to prevent other people from walking the same path that they did. That's brilliant because they have a unique, they're in a unique position. Not many people in today's society know what it's like to be behind the rock. I so, can imagine. Oh, yeah. So if you want to find out what life was really like, walk with me behind the fence so we can show you how life can be. And you got those, um, the new generations, the new millennials that think they're tough, that think they're hard, walk with me on the rock. Wow. I'll show you what hard looks like. Now, you, you've also been in some, some tough situations, and we're going to get into it a little bit deeper after the break. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we want to talk about some of this toughness because he, he got a little bit more toughness than most people got. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he done been in some places that would prepare, let, make a prison look like it's nothing. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're gonna, um, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk a little bit more with Terry Budget and Norma Stanley. Uh, right after this break, you're listening to Atlanta Business Journal with the number one rated business show right here on the Real 1100 AM. Stay tuned for this past this break. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tim Wright with The Right Man for the Job. Would you like to create a luxurious spa experience in your home with the addition of a steam shower or sauna room? Have you been thinking about having pure drinking water in your home? with a whole house water filtration system. In addition to promoting wellness and relaxation, steam showers, saunas, and water purification systems add considerable value to your home. We specialize in the highest quality home improvements by adding these steam showers, saunas, and water purification systems. We also specialize in servicing commercial gyms and spas with steam showers and saunas. For the finest steam showers, saunas, and whole house water purification systems, call the right man for the job. Go to my website. That's therightman.com, therightman.com with a W. 
There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country, and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. In 2016, one of my employees accidentally clicked through an online vendor's contract, which recommitted my company to an additional 12 months of their service. I called the vendor to explain the accident. Nope. They pointed to their ironclad contract, told me to pay or else. I will pay them, but after 12 months, I'm gone. I've been in business over 30 years and I've never made my customers sign a long-term contract. Never. And now, my fifth successful company, Patriot Software, offers payroll to business owners with 1 to 100 employees and there's no long-term contract. And if you need help with your payroll, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Yes, <laughs> we are now back live right here on the Real 1100 AM. I am Kevin C. Pride, and this is ABJ Radio. And today we have our guests, Terry Budget and Norma Stanley in the house now. Real quick, we got to drop some news. Uh, I, I saw this headline, and I, I just cannot believe it. It said, Buffalo Wild Wings asked a group to move because a customer didn't want black people sitting near him. Uh, the staff has been fired. Thank God. Okay. All right? This is 2019. All right? If you don't want to sit next to black folks, you get your butt up, and you go leave, because we ain't going nowhere else. I'm going <laughs> to tell, tell you all right. like that. I talk about that in one of my songs. But go ahead. <laughs> Which song is that? M.I.A. M.I.A.? Uh, all right. I'm going li- to be listening for that one. Well, yeah. I'm like, shout out Buffalo Wild <laughs> So, Terry, um, we were just talking about your 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 hardness, all right, in the prison system. So let's let's back up a little bit and let's talk about a little bit of your history because um you you developed your leadership principles in the military, am I am I correct? That's right, that's right. I think uh growing up, I was not the leader. Okay. By far. <laughs> I mean, imagine me. Ooh, going into high school, I'm 104 pounds. Wow. Who, who am I going to lead? <laughs> in but, high school. In high school. I think I was 104 pounds in like middle school. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> I was a fat kid. Oh, I was, that was a little fella. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is that um, growing up, I didn't have a father in my life to teach me the things that I needed to know. Okay. As I mentioned, uh, I first learned leadership from women. Wow. My mother, my grandmother, they were my, my idols. Even today, my mother's my best friend. Wow. But military trained me to be the person that I am today. Women 
formed me, but men shaped me. Okay. And because the lessons that I learned, the experiences in combat, when you want to be or you call yourself an authentic leader, as we talked about earlier, your authenticity is going to be tested. Okay. And it got tested when I was downrange, as you say, across the water. Okay. And when you've, when you've been shot at, almost killed by a suicide bomber. Wow. And have to lead men into a combat zone, if you're real or not, it's going, they're going to see it. Okay. Because it's easy to get into situations or it's easy to talk about the situations until you're in that situation. Now, now, what's that like? Because I, I think so many of us, we watch movies, and, and it's, I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, even playing video games and this type of stuff, I couldn't even imagine what that's like to live under that constant threat of something just out of the blue might blow up in front of me or a stray bullet might come out of nowhere. What What is that really like to, to have to kind of keep your composure and, and, and keep your control in situations like that and being in control of other people as well? It's a mindset. It's really, uh, you have to become mentally stable. Okay. Even when we're in peacetime, we train for combat. We train okay. for war. That's military in itself. Any, what we call our MOS, our military occupational specialty, what we do as a nine-to-five job, per se, is just an add-on. Our real function is infantry. Okay. We're fighters. We defend a nation. When, when we go down range, you have to deal with an enormous amount of situations that you're not commonly dealing with in peacetime. When, when you go in the, to the desert, it's a real situation. When, you, when kids look at the video games, the shoot-em-ups and all this, yeah. all this kind of stuff, okay, that's, that may be entertaining, but what happens when the gun's pointed at you? Right. Wow. And it's a real bullet, and it's a real gun, and it's a real life-or-death situation. Then what are you going to do? You just can't put down uh, the controller. You got to make a decision. You got to okay. act. And that's the same situation that we face downrange. They talk about so much of it in the media, but hearing a story a thousand times isn't the same thing as experiencing it once. Okay. When you experience it, your true leadership ability is tested for its authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the realization of it. Now, what, what, what is that mindset? You, t- you make a lot, of, a lot of points about mindset, and I, and I tell people all the time, you know, the, the world is mental. It's all about how you feel that's about right. it and, you, and how you think about it, how you process it. So what is that, that, that mindset that you have to have to be a leader and to be an alpha leader, as you so state in your book. It's funny that you mentioned uh, the acronym ALPHA, because ALPHA itself stands for attitude, leadership, purpose, honor, and acumen. These are the components that I believe form what's called the exceptional leader. Okay. And when you're in combat situations where someone's life is in your hands, you have to become an exceptional leader. You remember um, A Few Good Men? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where Colonel Jessup was sitting on, sitting on the stand? He said, we follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. Wow. It's that simple. Believe it or not, Kevin, it is really that simple. Wow. Mm. And when you're facing a situation where you have to follow on orders, either the enemy's going to die or you or your men are going to die. Well, I choose you. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, when you you get in a situation, you have to act. Seldom are you put in a situation to lead by choice. Okay. Crisis or situations determine your leadership ability because not everyone has the ability to lead in the same way. When situations occur, your specific gift or your specific talent that's geared to, to handle that situation usually will emerge. Mm-hmm. And it's not by your choosing. The situation or the happenstance causes, it, causes you to become that leader. Wow. Yeah. Now, some of, the, some of the, the, the alpha leadership principles that you talk about in your program, um, 
explain to us, you know, some of the things that some of the the most effective strategies that you have found for leaders to to get uh, to to get people behind you and, and get them effective. What I find, you know, being a leader or or a CEO of a company or whatever, you know, a lot of times I feel like I'm always trying to persuade people. I'm always selling to people because when I first started in business. I, I use the method of force that, well, you're going to do it because I paid you to do it, mm-hmm. you know, but I found that I would get a result, but it was not a good result. So when I when I started to work more so on persuasion and work on selling my staff and selling people on my ideas of saying, hey, let's do it this way. I think this could be great and get people excited about it. I got a mm-hmm. lot better results. What are some of those those key leadership things that you found that, that really helps you get the most out of the people that you're leading? I think the most effective thing for for me personally, is as a leader, it's not about delegating or directing or controlling people. Okay. The first thing you have to understand is self-discovery. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who are you at the core? What do you bring to the table? What value can you use within your own gifts and your own abilities to empower other people to become the better part of themselves? The first piece of it is, as I mentioned, attitude. But the subcomponent of that is this. You are what you eat. Okay. If you feed your body to keep it healthy, you have to also feed your mind to keep it healthy. Wow. Right. And whatever you put in your mind will determine the actions that you take. So when you're out leading people, it's not so much that you're leading them. It's your ability that gives you the ability to lead. Okay. Leadership influence isn't given by the influencer. It's bestowed by the influenced. Wow. They give you the ability to lead. You've heard the old acronym, um, Respect isn't given, it's earned. Okay. I disagree. Respect is always given first. You must earn the right to keep it. Wow. Okay. So when you, when you become a leader, and, and each of us is, but we have, each of us was born to lead, but we have to become a leader, and we do that through an extensive process. Everyone has their own ability, everyone has their own mentality, their own ideology, and their own philosophies of how they want to live and how they want to deal with people. And we're not always going to agree. But as individuals, as independent leaders, we can agree to disagree to agree. Okay. And when we find that commonality, and we channel our attitude towards understanding the other person and understanding what their belief system is, we don't have to sell our ideas. We just exchange theirs for ours. Mm-hmm. And if it offers a better solution, it's more agreeable to both parties. Wow. And leadership is, in fact, influence. But you give me the ability to influence you. I don't just take it. Simply because I state it, I'm merely exchanging my ideas, your ideas for mine. Now, when when in your life did you find yourself, did, did you start, what, what story do you tell yourself about yourself? Like, how do you, how do you process your mindset to get yourself in this, I'm an alpha leader attitude? How, how do you, is it just something that's natural or something that you've, you've kind of, reinforced yourself long enough now it's just become a natural presence about yourself what what is it what is it that you do <laughs> believe it or not kevin i give myself orders okay and <laughs> like I said before, <laughs> believe, believe it or not i actually give myself orders like when i was writing my first book uh there was times i may write in it i may sit down and watch television but i knew i gave myself a deadline okay so i ordered myself get up sit down on the computer and get it done this is the lifestyle that I've been accustomed to for 21 years. So when it comes to adopting a principle or an ideology of that specific mindset, you have to know what the end game is, why you're doing it, who it affects, and more so, who it will impact if you don't do it. Wow. 
So when it comes to developing that mindset, as I said earlier, you are what you eat. So feed yourself the proper information and you'll transform your own, your own pathway, your own philosophies, and your own directions. And that direction can also influence everyone else around you. Can you talk a little bit about the thought process again? Because, you know, people are very resistant to change. And change is constant. You have to be somewhat fluid um, when it comes to change. And a lot of people cannot handle it. And it, it causes issues in their personal life, and their professional life. It causes issues when it comes to being able to, to lead or, or, you know, resistance to being led. It just, change, change is critical. Change itself, as you said, is critical. But change is scary. Yes, it is. Because when you're accustomed to things being a certain way, and all of a sudden you get introduced to a new idea that conflicts with, with what you already believe, you're immediately resistant because how can this work when this has always been working? Mm-hmm. Effective leaders change what already works. Mm-hmm. And when you want to embrace this concept, the idea of change can be frightening. But the thing is, when you stop changing, you stop growing. That's right. And when you stop growing, it's time to die. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't grow and you can't impact other people to grow farther than what they believe themselves to be able to do, then what value are you? If Absolutely. I if I am no if I am no compliment to you, or I can't help elevate you, then what value am I to you or even the world? I totally agree. <laughs> That's one of my philosophies. Like, uh, what do you bring to the table? <laughs> That's not just the way I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truth. Wow. The truth is, just, if you you have the right to decide not to change. Mm-hmm. But even in your right to decide not to change, the world is still going to change around you. Absolutely. And then guess what? You become obsolete. Well, speaking of the world changing, a teacher <laughs> wore blackface to school and rapped on Halloween. Oh, oh, what? He's now been suspended. This was in California. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but the teacher, uh, <laughs> opportunities... Limitless possibilities, senseless, what will you do? Millions of people, not enough to eat, what will we do with AI? Uh, that's, I guess this was part of his rap. But oh. uh, in a school in a school community where we welcome learners and families from over 50 languages who represent cultures and religions throughout the world and where our longstanding neighborhood, Sunny Hills, was established as the first city in the nation for planned integration, it hurts to know that this type of cultural insensitivity and lack of cultural awareness still hovers in the background. Let me tell y'all something. Chris uh, Norwood, which is the school board president, uh, called the teacher's actions inappropriate, unprofessional, and insensitive. Blackface ain't cool. Let's, let's, Not let's, at all. After the way that that was used against black folks, especially back in them old movies with the big lips and, yep. and, the, and the watermelon and all that type of stuff, it's not cool. It's never going to be funny. It's never going to be cool. It's always going to be racist. It's always going to be deplorable so please let's no more okay let's let's just put that to rest forever and some good news in california usually it's florida with all the places i know right i know right it's some good news apple my favorite company not samsung apple (laughs) announces they will spend 2.5 billion not million billion Dollars to help solve California's housing crisis. Uh, California's having a lot of uh, housing problems because the prices have become unaffordable. 
California, Apple is now trying to get more affordable housing mm-hmm. out there. I think that's commendable for a company that's making trillions of dollars. Y'all could probably do a lot more, but we ain't going to say that. Uh, we <laughs> we happy that y'all gave y'all a little $2.5 billion. It don't mean nothing when you're worth a trillion dollars. I'm sorry. It just don't. <laughs> well, I think, I think the difference is this. It, you say it doesn't mean something, but it's a step. It's, it's a, a step. It's, it's a, a step. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook has also stepped up. Facebook looked po compared to Apple, though. I got to yeah. be honest with y'all. But Facebook has also stepped up, and they are investing uh, $1 billion to help alleviate California's housing crisis, which I think is is, is commendable mm-hmm. for Facebook. Facebook has been in the news a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Did y'all see the grilling that they gave this man over the currency? And it, and it's so funny, like, th- that uh, all these different Senate hearings he's, he keeps answering to. Mm-hmm. And then the Senate, I guess they just so old and out of touch, they don't even know what to ask him because the questions is so just out of just. <laughs> I'm like, dude, are you crazy? Wow. But anyway, uh, but thank you so much, Apple. I will keep buying iPads and iPhones and every everything else with an eye in front of <laughs> Y'all need to convert so we can I'll airdrop. Convert. We can do all kind of cool stuff then. I'll see what I can do. I can't make no promises. <laughs> you need to stream live on the Facebook. How y'all doing on Facebook? So let's switch gears a little bit. And I'm gonna, uh, I am gonna. know this is Norma's favorite book, so I might let her ask all the questions. Uh, who says I can't be a boss? Seven strategies women should use to lead and win in business. Tell us a l- little bit about this book. Now, I know that you are a huge fan of your mother, and you are she is like your best friend. Did you write, write this book for her? No, not just for her. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, women are the ones who formed me. Okay. But men shaped me. All right. But they were the first examples of what I saw sure. as leaders. Because mm-hmm. I had my mother, my grandmother, and my educators, my teachers. Mm-hmm. So it was always women that were always in my face telling me, this is what you should do to become better. Okay. Now, granted, it wasn't men. It was women. So the, the, the book was dedicated first to my mother and my grandmother, but I made a special dedication to my 11th grade English teacher, Miss Merrill. Wow. And the reason why is because I, was <laughs> I made C's, D's, and F's in English. You've seen Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't buy a vowel, uh, not, a, not the first A. But because she took the time, I turned in the paper, and I, may, I think I made a D on it or something to that, that effect, which was my norm. She said, well, Terry, <coughs> let me show you how to write a paper. <laughs> so she took 15 minutes to teach me how to write a paper. Well, you're definitely not from California. Oh, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> but believe it or not, that 15 minutes I remembered throughout my military career. Wow. And when I went back to college, I started with the University of Phoenix. My first grade was a C. I said, I, I know you. I've seen you before, but I know how to beat you now. Mm. Wow. So I made a deal with myself. If I get anything less than a B in any other course, I'll take it again. Mm. So the remaining 16 courses was either an A or a B. I finished my bachelor's with a 3.15 GPA. Wow. I went to my graduation. There were two females that were on stage the bachelor's and the master's of valedictorians, both sisters. I said, I want to be on that stage. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I began the master's program, and so I made another contract with myself. If I get anything less than an A, I'll take the class again. Okay. I asked my counselor, what do I need to do to be on stage? Well, Terry, you need a 3.75 GPA, and you need to compete 
for the right to be valedictorian. You have the right of speech and uh, speak to what, I guess, for the panel. Okay. okay, no problem. I had my speech written after my second class. My second class, I was a tenth of a point from an A, but I didn't take the class again. I just refocused. Every other class after that, straight A's. Finished with 3.88 GPA. Went, I drove from Atlanta to Augusta to compete. There was myself and three other ladies. We all went in. I did my speech. I came out. I asked the receptionist, where are the other two who were competing? She said, they were here for the bachelor's uh, valedictorian. I said, where's the master's? Mr. Budget, you're the only one. Wow. Either no, they wanted, didn't want to compete or they didn't have a GPA high enough. So I was the one that was on stage. Awesome. The whole point of me telling you this story is this. It's about choices. Yes. It's about strategies, about determination. You have to know what the end game is. Believe it or not, when I gave that speech, there were seven doctoral degrees. Okay. Of those seven, six of them were women. Wow. Of those six, five were African-American. So... The brothers don't need to catch a case. They need to catch a clue. Yeah, I agree. Don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but why do, you, why, do you, why do you think that is now? Is it that, that men have had it easy? Because I got to be honest with you, and I, and I hate to, to pull a race card or whatever, black men have never really had it easy. No. And the, the thing that we're starting to see now, especially in children, is this big sense of entitlement in this younger race. Mm-hmm. But what you're really seeing is black women, especially in my generation, mm-hmm. My mom's generation and probably the generation right under us, they they killing it. But it's like the men are just kind of falling to the wayside. We're not competing. We're not getting up. We're not doing what we need to do. So what is that major difference that, you, that you're seeing there? Because you, I think you just really hit it right there on the head with, you know, six women graduating and you, with you being the only male standing up there. I think the difference is not so much that um, men don't have the opportunity or they're not trying or even so much that men, black men have suffered. Black women have suffered more. Yes. Because, and we as men, <laughs> ironically enough, think that we know. Okay. They say it's a man's world. Bull, it's your world too. It's everybody's now, world. Yeah, now you have an ally. Because you have books that are written for women in business by women in business. Mm-hmm. You have books that are written for women by men, but usually about relationships, marriage, and things of that sort. Okay. But seldom are you going to find, if at all, books that are written for women in business, by a man in business, to show you the strategy that you need to get on the same playing field, know what we know, do what we do, so, and balance everything off. Because if you do, we as men think that we know, women want to know. Wow. And guess what? I'm going to tell you. We <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. and, and, really and, and the thing about it is this, Norm, is, is that it's so simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's simplistic to learn, but for whatever reason, they don't apply the simplicity. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not rocket science. The same things that we do, you can do. So don't let anyone ever tell you that, well, because you're a woman, you can't. And more so, it's because, because you're a woman, you can, if not more. Wow. Yep. So now I just laid out the strategies for you. Now, what's one of the strategies in the book? I know they're going to have to pay for the other six, but you can give away <laughs> one for free. <laughs> okay, I'll give you this one. One of the things that I teach... On the rock. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that business is a game. Okay. So treat it like one. One of the things that I teach um, behind the the wall is chess. Okay. Now, any other can beat me at any time on the chessboard. Any time. But you can't beat me in my mind. Mm -hmm. 
So think of, think of the game of life. Think of the game of business as a chess game. Each piece moves in this particular way, so you move people in a particular way. To get on the board, you gotta know the pieces, you gotta know the board, you gotta know the objective, and you gotta know the rules. Every rule is made to be followed, or is it? Wow. Don't break the rules. You can, you might be able to fracture them, maybe even bend them a little bit, but work them to your favor. Okay. But you, but you can't, you can't believe what you don't know, and you won't do what you don't believe. Wow. So. When you get the knowledge, you can believe that you can do it, and when you can't believe that you can do it, you put into you put it into action, and the strategies are laid out in the book. That's beautiful. Um, in the news, <laughs> Killer Mike demands black people stand with Byron Allen in discrimination fight against Comcast going to the Supreme Court. Uh, Atlanta-born and social justice center uh, centered. Killer Mike is clear about our responsibility as African Americans to one another. Without a doubt, the rapper activist believes that a community, that as a community, our focus should be one that builds the African American dollar, supports institutions that cultivate black leadership, and influence black entre- entrepreneurs to shift culture through deals. Uh, this is especially true in 2019 as a facade of post racialism that Obama administration painted fades away and the potential of a legal decision that could put race relations back at least a century looms. Uh, We are researching this and trying to find some more information about this. Uh, Byron Allen is in a lawsuit now. Byron Allen is a billionaire, owns the uh, Weather Channel, mm-hmm. yep. which it was uh, it was shocking to me because he's kind of been under the radar about yeah. all this type he of stuff. so many things on cable right now. I know, and now it's channels. all starting to come to the yeah. forefront. And it's, it's a blessing to start to see more and more people that look like us, you know, take on these type of roles, owning these, these massive media companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and then uh, Tyler Perry with all of what he's doing down there uh, at the studio with the, with the um, debates coming there. Uh, I think Miss America or one of these uh, big pageants is mm-hmm. going to be at the at Tyler Perry yeah. Studios as well. And you know Tyler Perry owns that thing outright. It's yes. not a bunch of loans and partners and all that type of stuff. But uh, Comcast and Charter Communications and the U.S. Department of Justice are currently attempting to dismantle the Civil Rights Act of 1866 and deny media mogul Byron Allen a seat at the table resulting in a case that goes before the conservative heavy Supreme Court on November 13th. So uh, all y'all, please be praying for this man. Please uh, be thinking about him and doing whatever you can to possibly support uh, Byron Allen because privately and secretly, this man has done a lot. And and for him to be owning the type of stuff like the Weather Channel, that's, that's huge. Here's my question. Why? When I say why, why... Why are they trying to diminish this man's progression? Mm-hmm. He's trying to make a positive difference and a positive impact. So my question is, what threat is he to you mm-hmm. that you would single out this one man who's trying to make a difference in the African-American community and minorities as a whole? He's not trying to diminish um, the Caucasians or any other ethnic group. He's trying to make it viable. He's trying to make it open and trying to make it accessible to everybody. So my question is, why are you so afraid of this man? Do you think, though, as being an African-American, we just kind of see everything through a racial lens? Because don't you think if you were cops communications or, or somebody like that, wouldn't you want any competition out of business? Well, that's, that's normal in business because you want to be the, the go-to. But at the same time, everybody can eat. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because there's, there's enough money to go, <laughs> to go around for everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, they're the ones who are always talking about, you know, 
capitalism, and, mm-hmm. and the capitalism is what where it's at. So he's a capitalist. Yes. You yeah. know, he's got what he needs to make it happen. Why are you trying to stop him? You know, while we're at break, I pulled I pulled him up. Byron Allen has a net worth of $400 million. Wow. My question is, he didn't steal it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so my like some of y'all did. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, and that's real talk. That's real talk. My thing is, why are you afraid of this man? What threat is he to you? What does he know that you don't want the rest of the world to know? Mm-hmm. So, so we have to put him in a situation to where he has to file a lawsuit. If I recall it. I think it's power. I think what it is, I, I, I seriously, it, you know, being a, being a part of media and, and, you know, having a platform as well, uh, a popular platform like the Atlanta Business Journal, but having a platform as well, I think it's one of those type things of us being able to control our narrative. I mean, right. let's, let's be agree. honest. We all see what happened with Bill Cosby mm-hmm. because everybody knows it's, it's obvious that it was messed up regardless mm-hmm. what he did 40, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, mm-hmm. but... I think it's one of those type things of being able to control our narrative because that's one of the biggest things with the Atlanta Business Journal that we have tried to do is start to change that narrative. You know, little black kids should not feel like the only way out is either entertainment or basketball. Well, what if I want to own a bakery? What if I want to be a doctor? What if I want to be a lawyer? You know, so we really need to start promoting more stories in our communities about different people and different levels of success and where you can actually go in life. Absolutely. Much of what we hear in society is, especially within our own culture, is can't, can't, can't. That's true. We talked about this earlier today. Can't leads to failure, but how leads to fortune. Wow. If you know how, you can make it happen. There's two types of people in business. Those who understand the how and those who understand the why. Those who understand the how will always have a job. But those who understand the why will always be their boss. Wow. Okay. So when you understand the high and the wow, you can make the rules. All right. Now, Terry is also a columnist for the Atlanta Business <laughs> Journal. All right. I'll wait till the end of the show to drop that one on y'all. <laughs> so he dropped a brand new article today. He will, His uh, articles now will be coming out on Monday. We did have them coming out on Wednesday, but now they will be coming out on Monday mornings. And today you dropped a great article, uh, Together We Stand or Do We? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll read just a, a small snippet of it. Uh, we've heard the old adage, teamwork makes the dream work. However, this is only a cliche and not always to the betterment of the company. Some situations are better left to the assignment of one individual. In my experience in 21 years in the Army, the need to have a team that works in cohesion is necessary to accomplish most tasks. Still, a team may not have the skill set of one person. I'm going to let you go ahead and, and dive into that one a little bit. In my experience, especially dealing with military, much of the tasks that we have are team-oriented mm-hmm. because not everyone has the capabilities to do one, all the tasks at once. Okay. Everyone has a specific set. Everyone has a specific function. But there are times when one individual has a certain gift that the entire crew co- or entire group collectively can't do. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is sit this one person down, let them do what they do, okay. be their naturally authentic self. And let them make decisions. Let them cultivate the group together towards one goal. Because you're never too old uh, to learn, but you're never too young to teach. Regardless of age, ethnicity, or background, if you have a specific gift that can solve a problem, then become your natural self. Wow. The whole team doesn't necessarily have to be a part of it, but they can learn from it. Right. So the thing is this. We're all, what's the best way to say it? 
we could all come together as one, and we can all be interdependent, but we are all independent of each other. And this weekend, we will all be coming together at Hopefully. the AEI Startup Factory right here on, uh, right out there on in uh, Stonecrest, Georgia. Y'all, y'all don't see that out there now, yes, right? Yes, we are. It ain't yes. Decatur no more. <laughs> no, it's not Lithonia anymore. Decatur. 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 I know. Decatur right? where it's greater. <laughs> uh, Stonecrest, Georgia at 7.30 p.m. We will be celebrating with Miss Nella Joy, and we will be singing some lovely songs. We're going to be partying. We're going to have our, we're gonna have ourselves a, a very, very good time yes. in this packed house. Please come out. You're Please come out. Time. And also, if you would like to learn more or if you would like to pick up Terry's books, uh, Terry, where can they find your books? You can go to my website at www.terrybudget.com. And also, uh, Influencer 365 will be hosting the finer event with Lisa Nicole Cloud. Uh, It's the Icon Fashion and Beauty Awards. Uh, We will be partying and having a great time, fashion shows, awards. Uh, on November the 22nd at the 12 Hotel Ballroom, uh, and that's right there on 17th Street. You can go to the Atlanta Business Journal Facebook page. There's a link right there now if you want to go ahead and get your tickets. I suggest if you want to attend this event, there will be stars. There will be who's who's. There will be reality TV stars, movie stars, and everybody else. So if you want to attend this event, I suggest that you go ahead and get those tickets now. Um, once again, it has been another wonderful installment of ABJ Radio right here on The Real 1100 AM. Join me next week. I have no idea who my guest will be, <laughs> but I will let y'all know. Follow us on social media uh, at abjdigital.com. Once again, I am Kevin C. Pride. It has been a wonderful Monday right here on The Real 1100 AM. Join me next week, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., and we are out. <laughs>